Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with Jason Graves and Mike Janung. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Here are your hosts, Jason and Mike. It's another exciting edition of the Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves along with Mike Janung and our special guest producer, Sean Martinez. Hello, Mike. How are you, my friend? Oh, you sound so good. I wish I could be just like you you when it comes to those skills. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, gosh, I received that. And, uh, uh, you know, they say that um, I've got a a good voice for radio, but I've always kind of liked to think that I've got a good face for radio, too. And so I know that. And, and if you get proud, I'll faith heal you in the head. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In well, love, of course. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, listen, speaking of uh, in love, we've got uh, a guest here that we're just loving having on the program. If you tuned in last week, you got to hear Julie Dozier's story. Julie is a counselor uh, at Wings of Grace Counseling here in Colorado Springs, along with our, our good friend Mike Bird. And she's focusing on helping spouses of sexual addiction and uh, even female sex addicts, as well as males dealing with sexual addiction issues. So we're glad to have her back today. We're going to focus on her ministry. Uh, so Julie, welcome back. Thank you very much. And last week, you know, you shared with us that you know, kind of grew up in the uh, on the outside. Uh, everything kind of looked good on our family. Uh, uh, not a pastor's kid, but what did you say you were? A, a GTO, a GTO. Great Theologian's Offspring. Great Theologian's <laughs> Offspring. Sounds maybe a little Baptist in there. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but you, uh, you, know, you had everything going right yeah. uh, on the outside, but no family's perfect. So you had your patterns of dysfunction and codependency looking back. That uh, was one of the factors of you marrying your, your former husband who... Um, was very familiar to you, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, even that familiarity uh, masked, masqueraded a bit as attraction, mm-hmm. uh, as you've come to find out. Well, then everything blew up, and you learned about his sexual addiction, and not only did you walk with him through that, but you went, you chose your own recovery. Mm-hmm. You chose to sort of pick up your own sword and head out to the battlefield for yourself right. and to find yourself, and you did find yourself. And there's been an amazing transformation because not only did uh, Jesus do it for you, but you chose to partner with Jesus to allow that to happen in your life. We ended last show, so we're going to go into your ministry here today and talk about you know how you work with uh, your clients. But we want to kind of uh, wrap up with something we we left undone, and that was where your marriage left off. And you said that you know you've been divorced and whatnot, but you had a few more things you wanted to share about that. Right. I, I guess uh, where we stopped off was just kind of explaining the sexual anorexia mm-hmm. and that I those were some red flags, major mm-hmm. red flags. And um, so that led me to um, asking, um, you know, have you been faithful, unfaithful? And he said his only answer was, um, if I had been, I wouldn't admit it. No man would. And so I had to live with that mm. for some years, not knowing and... Um, and so finally, I just, I set a boundary. I had never read boundaries. I had never gone to counseling, actually, mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. time. And um, and so I I just set a boundary and said, you know, either you see a therapist and tell them why you no longer want physical intimacy, um, or you tell me why, or you just start having it. I'll take that, you wow. know. Yeah. And so he chose to go to a therapist, and 
and lied and said he was just tired. And mm. the therapist believed that he was tired for five years. <laughs> so, wow. so um, from that, um, he, he then took a job overseas and um, he was gone a month and back a month. And, and during this month, I just, I, I was at the end, I, I was becoming very wary and um, I, I was on my knees for an entire month. And I said, God, you have got to reveal to me what's going on. You know, I don't care how much it hurts. I just I just need to know what I'm dealing with. And if you will show me, <laughs> I will do whatever you ask of me right. in response. And so that next month, he came back. God laid everything out. It was amazing. And um, how is it? How is it laid out? What do you? Well, actually, um, I wasn't even looking for it. It was sitting on top (laughs) in a place that I was looking for something else and um, and came across a neat little packet of all the records of prostitutes that he'd seen the phone uh, messages, the advertisements highlighted everything was right there in a neat little package. And I, I just couldn't believe it because he's usually pretty good about hiding things. And, and he couldn't believe it. He honestly did not know how that happened, Mm. but I knew because I knew that was an answer to God uh, from, uh, uh, from God, uh, to me, um, because I had asked for that, but I, it was so amazing that I just thought, wow, this is so direct an answer from you, God. I have to do the right thing in response to this. And so next day, I call focus on the family. Uh, that's when I found out oh, this is sexual addiction. Mm. Uh, you've dealt with, you've, you're talking about sexual anorexia. And, and so because I, I felt like okay, there's some treatment out there, um, I need to, I felt like God was saying persevere at this mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Uh, but I, I really didn't know about the spouse's journey at that time. And so I went, I read just about every, really every book out there. And I was trying to find a therapist for him, for his recovery. Mm-hmm. And it really, it took me months before I realized I had my own recovery. I called a, a, a therapist one time and, and he asked me if I had dealt with any of my issues and I thought my issue? I have issues <laughs> mm. and so and and he's but with he said it in such a compassionate statement you know he talked about the grieving mm-hmm. and those kinds of things and so when I went in and I was able to go there I was also able to to own my own issues and I think one thing that he said to me was Julie get away for a while so that you can kind of see things a little bit more objectively so I went to the beautiful Texas Hill Country and stayed in this cabin that had no TV, no radio, no cell phone service, nothing. It was just me and God. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to me in such wonderful ways. And wow. and one of them was that I had read um, some of Tough Love, the book, before mm-hmm. I went out there. Mm-hmm. And I was staying at this, it was an equestrian lodge, but nobody was there at the time I was there because they had had a flood not long before there. Mm -hmm. And so um, that day I had rode, I I rode a horse named Tuffy. Mm. And that night I had a dream that Tuffy's hind legs were in a bottomless dark pit. and (sighs) And he was barely staying out of it with his front legs digging into the top of the earth. And I was on his back, and I was riding him. I was riding him hard, like a Texas cowgirl, you know, that I wasn't. But, you know, in my dreams, I was a great one. (laughs) And I I used this brutal spurring and frantic yelling and all this desperation, all these attempts to get Tuffy to pull up out of the pit. And then I saw Tuffy's front feet begin to slip back farther and farther. 
And then it got so close to the pit that any farther he was going to fall in. And the reality stood before me at that point that I had no other choice but to make a tough decision mm-hmm. and, and an immediate one. And I knew if I stayed on Tuffy that we were going down. We were both going down if mm-hmm. I stayed on him. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I knew my decision had to be to dismount. Wow. And as soon as I made that decision, I woke up. Mm-hmm. It became very clear that it wasn't my job to save him like I thought. Mm-hmm. I then dismounted and started my own recovery, and I allowed him the freedom to do the same. Mm-hmm. And part of that recovery process was learning about boundaries. And right. as he wasn't seeking recovery, I set a boundary that I felt very, um, I got clearer direction from the Lord to set this boundary uh, of separation. Yeah, And um, he, you know, took me to the part uh, in Matthew about separate yourself from the sinner he, mm-hmm. and the verse about the battle is mine and all kinds of things. I could just, I, I could, that could be a whole nother story about uh, how God really spoke to me in very direct ways. But yeah. um, when I set that boundary, um, he, he said, um, there will be no separation unless there's divorce. Mm. And so that was the decision. And, wow. and that's, that's how it ended. And, um, that's um, I at one point, and this kind of will lead us into the ministry part of it. At one point, um, I felt like uh, at this one intensive thing that we did that, you know, for about two days, I saw the authentic husband there. And huh. we experienced some authenticity just for a very short period of time. And, and I had had um, a prayer warrior friend of mine, Gwen Stanford, in Illinois, praying for me during this particular hour of when we were with this counselor. And, and because we kind of had a breakthrough about 40 minutes into the hour, he said, go back to your room and, so, uh, and just kind of finish there. And so I, I called the prayer warrior and I said, you know, thank you for praying for us. And she said, you know, she said, I stopped praying. And, I, and it was past the hour when I called her. She said, I stopped at 40 minutes. I stopped praying for you because mm-hmm. I started praising for you because God told me um, that he had done something there and that a ministry would come from this. Mm. Wow. And, and so in my mind, I mean, God never gives you all the information about right. his plan, you right. know, and he did not at that time. In my mind, I thought... Oh, this is wonderful. He's going to receive healing. Yeah. And we are going to have a ministry to couples, and we're going to do this as a married couple. And that was what I thought that was about. Right. And, um, and, it and that was going to take some <laughs> sacrifice. And probably in your uh, pre-recovery, you thought maybe, oh, hey, this will be a good thing, and this will be a good sacrifice, right? right? But, you know, really what it took was obedience. And doesn't the word say that, you know, the Lord desires obedience over sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So now, after all of that, you've got a testimony to say, hey, I know what I'm talking about when I'm helping ladies. Yes. And you've gotten into the recovery. And I kind of use this analogy. is uh, you know, Getting into recovery is kind of like being in a car crash with your husband where you weren't driving, he was. And, but now you're both at the, uh, the uh, emergency room entrance, and he's elected to go in for treatment. And you sort of have to assess your own uh, needs. Maybe you've got a bump on the head, but maybe it's a full concussion. But at the very least, the fact remains that you chose to get in the car with that man. Exactly. And what is that about for you? 
and what would you what could you do differently from here forward about that so talk about that you know how are you helping women look at the fact that hey i got in the car with this guy and what's that looking like and if i were a you know a female spouse of a a male addict what would treatment with you look like Sorry, there's about 500 questions in there at once. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to figure out which one to, right. to take upon here. Right. Uh, you take it on. I guess I would just say that I was just listening to the your story, and I was just feeling grieved inside. I mean, I mean, in spite of all the efforts, you know, you had to let that marriage die, and mm. that's so painful. Mm. And um, we talked about this weeks ago that. I heard Swindoll say once that God, when God wants to use someone, he takes them and crushes them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've all, three of us have been through our own crushings in here. And, but, but in that pain and loss, we can relate to those with compassion who have been through that horrible trauma. And, and um, I just want to say I appreciate, you know, your honesty with, with where you've been in the hurt and, I know the Lord's got to be using you to really, because now you can get in the trenches with the rest of us and minister to those that are hurting. Oh, definitely. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need that. We need wounded healers, you know, people that have been through the fire and, as you said, crushed, and people that we can be real about being crushed with, you know, right. and not have to be prideful and, and shameful and have to keep it um, hidden. I mean, this radio show started with the slogan, taking the mask off, and mm-hmm. and that's just what I really think we need in the church, and that's what's going to encourage people to reach out and get help, is when we all take the mask off exactly. and not try to pretend that we're something we're not. You can crush the mask, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of what C.S. Lewis said. God whispers in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, mm-hmm. but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Wow. Yeah, yeah. My pain roused me, that's for sure. But I can say it's the trauma in my life that really cleaned me out in a lot of different ways of pride and self-sufficiency and really drove me closer to the Lord. And I just love what you were saying when you went to a cabin and you're one-on-one with God and let Him lead you. And and I know for me, the most precious times, the most life-changing times of my life have been just me and God, one-on-one, no sound, no noise, letting them love on me and teach me and sometimes rebuke me. And mm-hmm. and that's, if I could just point our listeners to that, if you haven't been alone with the Lord in a long time, boy, that's where the true abundant life comes yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there's just so much healing that can come just by getting away with Him without the distractions. We have so many distractions these days. Right. And sometimes just getting away where things, you can see it just more objectively when you're away from all that, right. too. Right. You know? I, love, I love getaways. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we're meeting with Julie Dozier of Wings of Grace Counseling here in Colorado Springs. And she's helping uh, wives of sex addicts, female sex addicts, and even males uh, dealing with sexual addiction. If you need some help and you feel like you'd like to work with Julie, feel free to give her a call. The area, area code is 719 266 6636. And Julie, I want to come back to sort of your ministry and you know how you are working with clients and hear a little bit more about that. But first, speaking of getting away, <laughs> we have got a retreat coming up. Have you heard about this yet? We would love to have all of our Blazing Grace listeners join us out here in beautiful Florissant, Colorado. 
We're at the Christ Haven Lodge, which is just a very authentic, rustic Colorado uh, property. And we're going to be ce- I'm talking about celebrating relationships, so our relationship with ourselves, with others, with our spouse, with God. You can come as an individual or as a couple. Um, for more information, uh, you can go to healingforthesoul.org. On the services tab, click retreat for the brochure and all the registration information. Uh, Mike, we may even be doing some fly fishing and horseback riding up there. So, Julie, maybe we'll have to Yeehaw. have you come with us. There you go. It's our cowgirl. <laughs> Can so, I bring Tuffy? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, tell us. I mean, you—you—that's such an amazing metaphor. Mm. And you know, we tend to get on uh, a a horse sometimes in our lives that we think as powerful and the vehicle for where we want to go. And in the metaphor, I, I wondered maybe if that horse wasn't sort of your husband or the marriage Definitely. that was you know, sinking. But God's got you on a different pony here uh-huh. these days. So why don't you tell us about what you're doing at Wings of Grace? Well, it's really exciting because um, I think God kind of opened that whole door for just going down to, to getting uh, certified in sexual addiction with I think my whole journey of trying to find a therapist and mm-hmm. not finding one out there that really was as read up as I was, mm. you know, at the time. Of course, I was a little over the top on that, yeah. but <laughs> but but just you know that he was saying there needs to be someone that can come to the table with some compassion, yeah. mm. with some experience uh, that has walked through it and that is sensitive to His Holy Spirit. Right, and, and that was lacking when I right. was looking. I know they're out there, but I just didn't come across that uh, mm-hmm. until I came to my final ther- therapist. Right. And um, so um, from that, you know, I, I uh, finished up my counseling and um, I worked in a prison. And, you know, I when I worked in a prison, I thought, God, why in the world would you bring me here? It was mm-hmm. for my uh, internship. And, and I just thought there was just nothing else that was – all the doors were being closed. And so I went there and it was uh, Texas most hardened criminals. I mean, it was, it was a tough place Mm. and um, it was a psych hospital. Mm. And so I, but I did see where it can lead, you know, if you don't get help. And Mm. I also heard some stories about what it was like growing up and, and realized except for the grace of God, I could have been on the other side of those bars and and I knew that, and that was um, that was very powerful for me to have that experience. And then um, the uh, director at First Baptist in in Houston called me up at the end of that internship and offered me to come on board there. And and um, I uh, I just thought, well, you know, I'm I'm single now. I, I really am not gonna. That's not enough income to live on. I don't think I can do that. And he said, well, just pray pray about it. And so um, I, I did, and I just felt like uh, Jesus was talking to me like he did Peter, mm-hmm. and he was just asking me to step out on the boat, you know, right, right. and that I might get wet, and I might yeah. feel a bunch of wind, but, right. but step out on the bo- boat right. and step out on faith. So I <laughs> thought, okay, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I'm going to call him up, and I'm going to say yes. And so wow. I did that. A week later, I got a check in the mail that kept me through the next a uh, couple of years uh, uh-huh. hmm. while I was there. Wow. Built up sex addiction groups for the first time at that church. Um, had, um, you know, started, the first one was a Spouses of Sex Addicts group mm-hmm. that I started mm-hmm. there. And and uh, then I moved on into private practice where, you know, I did individual and spouses. And 
and spouses of sex addicts, female sex addicts, post-abortion syndrome, sexual abuse, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then um, when I got my specialty in Arizona through Patrick Harnes, I met Mike Bird here from mm-hmm. Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And one day uh, we were just talking. I just telling him about my vision uh, about the the whole team um, approach, and um, and he said, you know what. God's really been talking to my heart about that that same vision, mm-hmm. and so that was that was exciting. I went back to my my room and um, and I just opened that Gideon Bible that was sitting there, and I said, God, I you know I don't know what you want to do through this, but um, you know I, I'd like to hear from you. And I just I opened it up to Ecclesiastes four nine, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Mm-hmm. And and so um, I, you know, I didn't pursue anything with that. I just went on into private practice, continued that. Um, just so happened that I loved the the word, the name Wings of Grace. And I said, hey, Mike, you mind if I use that in my private practice mm-hmm, here in Texas? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, that'd be great. Uh, I don't own it, that kind of stuff. So I used it and um, not not ever thinking that someday that, yeah. you know, I'd be here with the Wings of Grace here. But right. but anyway, I um I, I put my house up for sale. I was going to move in closer to the office, and um, and I just said, "Lord, you open the doors uh-huh. where you want me to go." Meaning right. Right. closer to the office, and um, so after I prayed that, I get a call from Mike. Yeah. And he said, "You know, I hadn't talked to him for months." You're in Houston. He's in Colorado Springs. Right, right. I had not talked to him for months, and and he says, um, he tells me what God had been doing in his life. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing that God had been teaching me wow. in the recent months. And so um, he said, you know, I just feel like God, you know, wanted me to call you and and see if you wanted to start that team thing. So here you are. You're on the team. Now, if I'm a female spouse of, a, of an addict and I call you because, you know, it doesn't matter where people are in the country, they can call you for right. telephone counseling. Right. What can I expect in terms of what am I going to be looking at? What? How are you going to work with me? Can you give us kind of mm-hmm. a picture of that with just a couple minutes here? Right. Um, I I would definitely look at what are the core issues that mm-hmm. made you want to get into whatever addiction it is, whether right. you're the codependent, whether you're the co-addict or the addict, mm-hmm. is looking at the core issues. Well, I mean, what made you want to do that in the first place? Right. And And so where's the pain? Where's the woundedness? Mm-hmm. Addressing it from that standpoint. Just from the trauma. Okay. That's the first thing. I received an email a while back from a guy who, he'd been in recovery for about eight or nine months, and his wife was surrounded by women at a church who were telling him to divorce them. And basically, at that point, she had cut off all communication. It sounded like from their advice with him. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that wife? Um, I just want to clarify. You're talking about that her, all the people that surrounded her was telling her to leave yes, him? Yes, divorce him. And he had been in recovery for eight months. I mean, seriously mm-hmm. doing, you know, the work. Yeah. I would say, and, and this is what I did. Right on, right at the very beginning, I told everyone, I don't need, I don't want your advice right now. I have to hear from God. Mm. Please do not give me your advice. Mm-hmm. Is I need your support. I need your prayers. But I but I have to hear from God and I don't need other people telling me what to do to distract me. Cause I might think, is that God or was that my friend or was that me or was that Satan? You know, is I, mean, I know that it's, 
in her particular situation, it's it's a little late for that. But that at this point, it's never too late to say, okay, God, I want to hear from you, from you. Because God can, I have seen God do wonderful miracles in, in couples' lives. And especially if he's in recovery, it is not hopeless. So it sounds like you're encouraging the wives to really surrender their lives to the Lord. Definitely. Regardless of what's going on in the marriage. Yes. Yes, and to to just focus in on not her circumstances, but focus, her, her anchor is in the character of God, mm. knowing that he's a good God and she can trust him. Mm. Amen. Wow. <laughs> well, if you want to work with Julie, uh, give her a call. You can reach her here in Colorado Springs, all around the country, 719-266-6636. And so, Julie, it's been a pleasure and a blessing, sister, Thanks for all your work. Mm, thank you. Thanks for being with Appreciate us. Appreciate it. Well, listen, uh, you've been listening to The Blazing Grace Show, and uh, we want to point out a, a resource here. Are you a blogger? Do you like those kinds of things? Well, you, uh, we have a partner in the ministry at The Confessions. Uh, if you go to uh, Google, you can uh, just Google The Confessions blog for that resource. Uh, but tune us in next week. We're excited to have Melissa Fryer from Focus on the Family. We'll be talking about same-gender attractions and her work with Love One Out. So, God bless you, and we'll see you next week. So long. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 625. 521 Colorado Springs, Colorado 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, PO Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www.blazinggrace.org. That's www.blazinggrace.org forward slash radio. HTM. On that page, you'll find a downloadable copy of this show, or you can visit oneplace.com under Ministries. Look for Blazing Grace Radio. If you want help resolving a sexual addiction, you can reach Jason Graves toll-free by dialing 877-590-SOUL. That's 877-590-7685. In addition to Jason Graves Counseling, Mike Chenung has a book out. Mike Chenung's book, The Road to Grace, Finding True Freedom from the Bondage of Sexual Addiction is available at www.roadtograce.com. The book guides those who struggle with sexual addiction to a place of finding the abundant life of Christ. There are also sections for wives and recovery for marriage. Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine His grace upon you.